Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great content here. The Denver Sports Podcast coming to you right now, presented by Breckenridge Brewery, Fun Slinger Lager. They are Colorado through and through, like we are Burgundy through and through on this podcast. Check out that beer locator to find your Fun Slinger today. That's at breckbrew.com. I am Andre Simone, your humble host on this Blessed calm before the storm day if you are locked into the World Cup like we are. And of course, I am joined by the elite cast of the DMVR Rapids podcast. Super producer, a Yaya here with us. And breaking news, Yaya's have got a fresh cup. Oh man, I'm ready for the World Cup. Mexico's out, so I had to go brand new, fresh Ooh. start, round of 16s. Whole different tournament now. Love that for you. And we've got Fresh Cut Mitch as well. Breaking news on your side, Mitch. Bone shirts are in. Bone shirts are here, baby. We'll be shipping Boom. ASAP. Boom. One of the great Americans in the history of America. I think we've already yes. established. Correct. So, George um, Washington, very nice Bone Thailand. I, I agree. I agree. Yep. He's, <laughs> he slots in ahead of Ben Franklin. Troubling news coming out from Brent Franklin's camp. He's been surplanted by a great Philadelphian like Bones Highland. Um, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that you're up on your great American rankings. That's that's oh. very dialed. It, well, I'm actually one of the. I got a vote in those every ten years. Mm. Bones great. Highland was right there. I'm like, there's no way he's not going to make it. I try to convince that Nikola Jokic is kind of American. He kind of mm. deserves a vote. He's done right. so much for this great country. But they said that he's not nationalized, so we can't do it yet. Yeah, they really screwed the pooch on that one. Speaking of which, Serbia in action today. It's the final four teams to finish out group play. Exciting, exciting group stage. Obviously, it's amazing to see the U.S. go through. Um, Yaya's already commiserating and mentioned it. Mexico gets eliminated on goal difference, but we've had some really tight races. Even today, Korea getting through as the second over Uruguay is a big one. We've already seen Germany and Belgium uh, beaten. There's a ton to get into. But first, the U.S. men's national team gets through with two draws and a win against Iran in the final stage. Um Mitch, we did this a couple weeks ago before the tournament started. How happy are you that they actually got through and uh, have met expectations at least thus far? Honestly, for me, when you look at the group, I think getting out of the group, you're good now. Like, this was a good World Cup. You didn't lose. 
you held your own against, you know, two European stalwarts, although, you know, not necessarily at the World Cup stage with Wales, but, you know, you went, you faced Bale and you gave up a penalty in, in the draw there, but, like, you did really well. Berhalter has won trophies, and now he's through in the World Cup stage. Uh, I don't know if there's much to be upset about. Yeah, yeah, has uh, Greg Berhalter, Triple G, earned earned uh coming back and being the coach of this team in the home world cup in 2026 um it's a tough question for anybody to answer in my opinion i think it's a no uh uh-huh. we're having this conversation with friend of the pod joseph on twitter yep. Yep. he said berhalter should stay because he beat mexico and he advanced in the world cup but at this point i think the u.s should be thinking about beating the powerhouses of the world not drawing with them and not comparing themselves to mexico i think i think the u.s has taking that step over any other team in CONCACAF and should be looking ahead and looking at greater things. And I think Berhalter is not that coach for that next level. I think he was a great stepping stone to get them where they are now. Um, not just beat Mexico, but meet, beat Mexico for two trophies. Exactly. And I think that's a gimme at this point. Like, I think it's really a gimme. I think the U.S. squad and the, and the whole U.S. Federation, Soccer Federation, has done a great job of building this whole like think from bottom up and all credit to Berg culture. He helped develop these guys, but I think now you need a coach that's going to take them to the next level. It just happens. It's with almost every team. I think it's time for like a new phase that can kind of bring the new generation full circle. Oh man. If I were to be kind of devil's advocate here, as much as we can point to a lot of positive things, they didn't even qualify as the top team out of CONCACAF. Uh, that was Canada who, uh, in three exciting games, managed to lose all three. Do uh, I mean? Are we giving Greg Berhalter too too much of a pass thus far? What's let's get into this. How's he looked thus far to you um, in this tournament, Mitch? If if you were to grade the coaching performance, what stood out to you? Good, bad, and the other. You know, everyone was. I think he's under the biggest microscope, right? U.S. Men's National Team Twitter will eat up any decision that he makes. Um. I have liked his tactics so far. I think, you know, he kind of went really defensive late with a lead. People were frustrated with that, wanting to go for the kill with a goal. Yeah. It worked and you're through. So I think you have to say that the tactics w- have worked, right? Because you're through and you've had good results the whole way through. Have you scored enough goals? No, but I don't necessarily think that's on his tactics because the way the formation is working, the ball is getting to dangerous places to create chances. And those chances just aren't being finished. The balls aren't accurate into the box. They're not being finished when they get there. Um, and I don't know if you can blame him for that, but I think the system overall has proven to be relatively successful from the U.S. standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you're seeing this exactly like I am, but the game plans to start games off, I've been very impressed. feels like yeah. this team's coming in ready to go. Yeah, and my whole thing is I think Culture has done great. This is not a knock on Culture at all. I just don't know if he's the right coach to take this team to the next level. I yeah. think he's done tactically. I think he's done exactly what he needs with this young team. Uh, I think this team has really responded to what he has to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the best course of action for the U.S. is to give him one more year and see how he does with the, how these players are developing and see if he can get them into a system that really benefits them. But in my opinion, I think they're just going to need somebody a little bit of higher pedigree, maybe somebody that can play to the strength of this team a little bit better. Uh, I know Mexico is interested in uh, Potocino from PSG and 
from uh, Tottenham fame. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind the U.S. even like looking at that, honestly. It would hurt me as a Mexico fan. But oh, even yeah. I think a, a coach like that, somebody that's played done a little bit more of the European style, like a lot of these players already playing in Europe, would really benefit them long term and really help them uh, work out those little kinks that sometimes you see. But besides that, I think Berhalter has done a great job at this World Cup. This is not a knock on Berhalter and right. what he's actually done for this team. When you say the shit Berhalter should stay, it's more of a I'm looking at the future and seeing how much how much development is still left for the squad. I think it's interesting that we're having this conversation now. But if he beats the yeah. Dutch, <laughs> right? Right. No. Oh. Now, no, no, dude. game over, game over, right? Yeah. But yeah. then and then and then you face either Messi or a really scrappy Australia team. Yeah. If you're through to the semis, he's coach until he doesn't want to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no denying that. Um, and this I, is like I mean, without the results. This is like right, right. now, right here. Absolutely. Stage. Yeah. Yeah. And Assuming you're this right. Is, this is as far as they go. Then, right. then I think this conversation is, I think everyone's points are valid on here. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you get two results here, it, it's Burhalter time, baby. Oh, yeah. And I'm all for it. Like if Burhalter takes his team to places that it's only seen once, go for it, man. Keep Burhalter as long as you don't stay. He deserves it. You're not going to hear a peep from me. I'll respect whatever decision he wants because he's proven that he can take him that far. Absolutely. And I mean, he's building something really intriguing for the future. This is the youngest team in the tournament. Uh, We were very excited about the front six, who certainly, I think, I mean, the midfield has looked pretty immaculate. Those three in the midfield, I think we all uh, love the Musaya, Musa. Um, Tyler Adams has been amazing, our captain, and uh, Spaghetti Weston, you know, Weston McKinney's been outstanding as well. And, I mean, this has been the World Cup where we've seen it in CONCACAF play. We've seen it through the years playing for the national team, but Pulisic has really arrived as the leader of this team with the Stars and Stripes jersey on. He has – he's proven himself to be the guy, and yet – I think the bigger storyline of this team has been the defense, right? That was kind of the shocker after the Iran game, and it was so great to have Rapids legend Drew Moore on there, one of the great center backs of the last 10 years in MLS, really highlighting uh, how great this back line has been despite some changes at center back, despite Walker Zimmerman um, falling into a silly foul to allow the only goal that the U.S. has a – has led in this entire World Cup. Ironically, from an MLS striker, they face the best of the best from around the world. An MLS striker is the <laughs> only one who's been able to bag a goal and uh, pure, procure that penalty kick, right? Um, so, Mitch, what the for, for people who are watching maybe for the first time and not with the more dialed-in eye, what stood out to you about this team in the first... Uh, in the first three games, I mean, what's uh, what's really making back, it all happen? You nailed it. It's the back line. It's that back. It's the defensive line. It's Turner and goal. Um, Tim Ream, the old man of the group, the senior citizen of the group, yep. is uh, he's you know he's the captain at Fulham in the Premier League. He's having a pretty decent season there. Um, and I think everyone going in, and you can probably listen back to the Rapids preview pods we did for the World Cup and. You know, we were nervous about Tim Ream as the selection, and we were like, "Man, should Tim Ream even start?" And now it's it feels crazy that we even thought that at any point. And then, you know, speaking of attack of the tactics from Burhalter that we didn't get to, inserting Cameron Carter Vickers, uh, who plays for Celtic, 
who they, has barely played. He got some uh-huh. moments in in the two friendlies leading up to the World Cup, but inserting him next to Tim Ream on the back line, yeah. he was Drew Moore's player of the game on the post-game show. He was lights out. It was a bold, bold, bold move. He didn't put Long in. He didn't put Zimmerman in. He put he put Cameron Carter-Vickers, and it has paid off. The outside backs, Robinson and Dest, have completely set the pace for the offense. Yeah. Um, it has been amazing to watch this backline, who I think everyone was very, very nervous about going in. A thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've watched this team a bunch as an opponent, as a as a big fan and uh, kind of propeller to to for of the sport in this country and in this continent. Are you surprised with how good and sound they've been defensively? It's honestly a shock for the most. Like it's a shock for me because you've seen this team get burned so many times. You've seen the Matt Turner having to like bail them out constantly. Um, and I think how Mitch said it best, Tim Ream has been a revelation. Yeah. We were, we were discussing whether he should start, should be on the bench. And he's been that he's been a start worth. Zimmerman was replaced before he was and Zimmerman was a more consistent starter for the U S leading up to the world cup. And that was a huge shocker. I would have preferred to see Zimmerman in that last match. But Cameron Vickers did what he had to do. He was an absolute beast. He was, you didn't hear his name, which is perfect for a defender. This back line has been outstanding. Uh, if you're just asking them to defend, I have no problem with this back line. Yeah, I mean, Tim Ream, I think a big part of England, he's following Harry Kane all over the pitch, uh, really kind of limited their game up the middle. And... Uh, you know, we don't talk about him much, but just look at how much push Destin Aaron Robinson are getting. My uncle's in town. He's a big soccer fan, played as a kid and whatever, um, and probably watches more soccer than I do. And he was like, oh, yeah, I didn't even realize Dest was a defender. That's how much push these yeah. these outside wide backs are getting. And it's all because uh, of some real stability in the middle of that defense. It's almost a... Uh, very Italian in the way they're playing. Um, and it's, it's been also, impressive. It's also really nice to have Tyler Adams where Tyler Adams comes yep. in because of recovery. Oh, yeah. Like that, his recovery really makes that into a three line when yep. Dest and A-Raw push up. Exactly. And it just allows so, for so much more offensive, um, so much more offensive fluidity where you mm-hmm. have Wayne plus a cutting in and then you have A-Rob and Dest running the wings and they can just switch back and forth. And that's why the U.S. has been so dynamic on on the offensive side and how Mitch said it best. They've gotten to the right spaces. They just haven't been able to finish. Yeah. I mean, soccer, I often tell kind of novice fans, all it's like baseball where being good up the spine, center field, shortstop, catcher really matters. And it's a team in the U.S. that's shown itself to be very solid up the middle. Matt Turner, that central defense, and then that midfield what you're missing is that stability at striker, but um, I mean, well, welcome to the world's game where 95% of the world would prefer a better striker. Well, yeah. And I mean, if, if striker is your biggest problem, but you've also allowed zero goals from the run yeah. of play, yeah. how bad of a problem is that to have, right? Like, yeah, you gave up the penalty in, in, in the draw, but I mean, honestly, if, if this defense is going to lock down, like it is, you know, we'll figure the offense out. Like, like, not the biggest problem to have. No, absolutely. Um, uh, it's it's just been an exciting team, man. And say what you will about Burhalter, I would say second halves have been a little disappointing. The the second half adjustments, just the the way like subs have come in, feels like man, these guys don't 
don't feel like they're ready to impact the game. Like I know Brandon Anderson's better than this, or I know Haji Wright's better than this. Um, and then, you know, getting maybe a little too defensive in the adjustments against Iran at the end of that game. But I cannot wait to get into this round of 16 with you guys, preview the Netherlands. Uh, I mean, who knows? Uh, one of you already mentioned it. Messi, the round after that. You can bet on all this World Cup stuff right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, the king of sportsbooks, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, where new customers can bet just $5 on a pregame money line on any NHL team to win. Doesn't matter if it's uh, the heavily favored abs against the lowly Buffalo Sabres. Hammer away and get $150 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, you get boosts on same-game parlays, regular parlays. All sorts of fun World Cup boosts right now. All sorts of fun uh, NFL, NBA, you got it. World Cup, college hoops, they've got you covered on anything and everything. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DMVR, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and i don't I, I doubt they have tickets to the world cup but all the sporting events here in colorado the homies at game time have you covered check out all the links in the show description right here game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts and shows it's not even just sports you know you want to take the family out do whatever um we went to a pits game this year that was lovely always a great experience game time's got you covered there it was easy as pie to take the whole company to a rockies game right now broncos tickets really nice deal um and you know college hoops we're, we're actually good in college sports when it comes to hoops so you can find some great tickets deal if you love the dmvr then you'll love game time the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description join over 50 million people who have downloaded the game time app and scored the best seats to all your favorite events um all right we, we mentioned it. Netherlands next round. A really interesting Netherlands team who for a f- couple of years have kind of been a disappointing squad. Didn't do much in the Euros last year. And yet Louis van Gaal back on the bench. They are undefeated since he's made that switch. He's kind of letting some of the bigger names sit on the bench in favor of some more exciting young guys from the, the – um, Eredivisie, the Dutch league, Gakpo, their superstar up front, stands out most. Timber, youngster on the defense uh, for Ajax would be another great example of that. Unlike Triple G, who's, uh, for example, not really believed in Jesus Ferreira or some of the guys he's got from MLS who've broken out already. They are trusting their young guys from their local league, and it's paying off in a big way. Yeah, yeah. What are you seeing from this Dutch team? This Dutch team is a possession team. You look at them play, they love to pass. They have Frankie and Jong in that midfield. He has been outstanding this World Cup so far. Um, the thing is that, you, how you said it, they are on the younger side a little bit. They have some of the younger players. You put a little bit of pressure on them, and they're yep. susceptible to let go of the ball really quickly. Yep. Um, the biggest thing is keeping Gakpo, 
keeping Cackbull in check, which is very easy to say, way harder to do. Yes. Uh, Cackbull is going to be a, an elite striker for the next five years, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's going to be somebody that Mitch is going to be cheering for, probably, because the Red <laughs> Devils are already connected with him. But the biggest thing I think with Gakpo is he can play that 10 role, but he hasn't been as effective this World Cup as he has been with his club. Right. So something that uh, Ecuador did that I really liked from that game was they pushed him a little bit more to that midfield, didn't really let him turn around mm. and really close down the passing lanes, which really limited his chances. He did have that one goal, but it was from a mistake from Ecuador where they started, he made a, a good run because they let him turn. He made a run and he just made a great shot. He has a great left and right foot. So he can shoot it from anywhere in the pitch. So the biggest thing with Gakpo is going to have to be trying to keep him back, trying yep. to keep him more in that midfielder 10 role. He can dribble past you if you let him. So yep. just kind of don't let him turn, keep him more in the midfield and close those passing lanes immediately. So there's not a lot of chances and he's going to have to panic and go way back or he's going to have to let go of the ball quicker than he would want. Yeah. Coming into the world cup, uh, the Netherlands specifically, you look at Memphis Depay who, has bounced around Europe. He was at United, disappointed, went to Barca, can't find minutes at all. But he was a goal scoring machine. I think he had twelve goals in qualifying or something like that. Like he was he was he was unstoppable. And now you kind of see it's been Berglund and not him up front with Gakpo at their front two. Um but to me, I would go in with that having Gakpo and Memphis up top to because you see Destin Robinson pushing the offense so high, you can stretch them back with the speed of Memphis and, and the skill of Gakpo up top. Um, but it's really like like you said, undefeated under under Van Hall. They have their spine, like we said, was the strength of the U.S. Their spine with Van Dyke in the back at Liverpool, holding down the middle of their back line. Frankie De Jong from Barca right in front of him. Um, that's about as strong of, as you can get in terms of center back and a six paired together in this mm-hmm. World Cup. Yeah, especially with Gakpo up front, uh, goalie in very classic Dutch fashion, always a bit of a question mark. And um, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's not a team with a ton of superstars for the big name and amazing tradition that the Dutch, um, the Dutch have had through their, through their country's sporting history. And it's a really interesting team. They like to have possession like Yaya was saying, but can be a little sloppy with it. Anyone other than Qatar, I think, would have punished them several times for the some of the very sloppy turnovers they had. The You highlighting their attackers, I thought, was really interesting, Mitch, because both Gakpo, Memphis, Bergwin, whoever they put, none of them are natural forwards. They all mm-hmm. kind of want to play out wide. They're more uh, wingers there, which can be discombobulating right like if Reem is trying to follow Gakpo the way he was Harry Kane that might take him out of position then you need to make sure you're filling those gaps whether that's Tyler Adams or Des coming in from um outside to inside or A-Rob um but it's a it's an interesting team they have Virgil van Dyke. they have depth on the defense so far not tested much but I think there there are some holes to exploit outside of De Jong who again like He's he's not a starter at Barca. You know, the, the young uh, Spanish midfielders and Busquets have been preferred over him for most of his tenure there. Uh, so he's kind of finding a bit of a 
a bit of a renaissance. I mean, I think he plays even less than Weston McKinney, who hasn't always found regular minutes at Juve. So I actually think the midfield might be an advantage for the U.S., and it's going to come down to guys like Gakpo, Pulisic, Wea, who's in form, who's having that on night and is able to make the best of a couple, one or two nice opportunities and um, bring them home. Because I think this is a matchup. I've been saying, I was saying it in the preview uh, pod. I really like this U S team as an underdog. I really like this U S team against an opponent. That's going to feel comfortable playing with the ball, keeping possession, and you can sit back in non-possession and strike when the time is right. And I think this might just be uh, the perfect matchup. What scares me is going the distance, making the right adjustments. Um, but I do know if you take the Dutch to the penalties, they will choke. That has been proven throughout history. Yeah. And I think again, if you look at – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Yaya. Oh, go ahead, man. You're fine. Sure. I was going to say, with that possession build-out, like you guys both highlighted, that possession build-out, if Berhalter rolls out that same game plan he had against England – where it's a, a stiff press, but it's a level up the field. It's not all the way back. Mm-hmm. You're going to see Frankie turn with the ball at his feet. And all of a sudden, Musa, Adams, McKinney, who were just feasting on turnovers in that midfield against England, are going to be there and are going to create these fast chances. Um, and that, to me, is kind of the key to the game. Like you said, the midfield. And, and they were so good against England at, at not allowing that second or third pass to advance up the field. And if they can create those turnovers, we're talking quick out to Pulisic on the wing because they only have three back, right? So if they're pushing right. up those wings like like the U.S. does, all of a sudden Pulisic is in the corner of the box with a dangerous ball or way on the other side. It, it's really fascinating. And, it, and I think if Berhalter can just stick to what he did against England, that's kind of the key to at least the first half before adjustments are made and, and subs are kind of switching up what's happening. Yeah, and some of the biggest weaknesses from uh, the Netherlands, it's that whole left side. Dumfries yep. and... Yes. Um, Timber have not performed well. Even when uh, Leggett was back there, he was not performing well in that first game. That's clearly been the weakest spot. That's where they've had the most attack. Um, most uh, post, the team has had the most attacking opportunities on them. Uh, the midfield, uh, Van Dyke and Ake are very solid. So I I would expect them to really take advantage of that Pulisic uh, Robinson pushing up because that would be the way to go. Because that is the weakest spot of this Netherlands team, in my opinion. And Dumfries is very forward thinking, so you can catch him kind of coming back. And the other side, Blind, I think, is, uh, you know, kind of adapted to that left side of that four man midfield, but not really an he's not an outside back. Um, he and has you're going to really well, though. He has created a lot of chances from the well, midfield position. Just defensively, he's not there. And I mean, he's he's solid, right? He's experienced. Yeah. He's got the IQ. Uh, but I think once again, Timmy Weah, Dest are going to be able to kind of fly down and create a lot of opportunities when the time is right down that right flank for the U.S. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fascinating matchup. I think the pedigree of this touch team obviously higher. There are some guys like Blind, like Van Dyke, who undoubtedly have. Um, just a, a a wealth of experience that this U.S. team doesn't have. Outside of those guys, though, it's not. I mean, the dudes the Dutch are counting on are as green and inexperienced as a lot of the dudes the U.S. is counting on. Um, final predictions here. Uh, yeah, yeah, you want to go for it? 
I'll go for it, man. Um, I'll even give you goal scores. I think it'll be a uh, 2-1, uh, 2-1 victory for the U.S. I know I said penalty. I think wow. the U.S., the more I kind of, like, look at this team, I think Gokbo's going to go out without a goal. I think Klaassen's going to get that goal for mm-hmm. for the Dutch. And I think Pulisic continues, and I think well finally gets that goal that he can celebrate with all his heart. Bitch. Okay, yeah, uh, I, I like that. I'm going to go lower, though. I think it's a one nothing U.S. win. Um, that XG range on on the Netherlands going into this expected goals, somewhere between 0.8 and 1.35, right? So that says they'll probably score, but that doesn't weigh how well this U.S. team has played against the run of play in this tournament as heavily as it does their whole body of work, you know, including qualifying and before the game. I think this U.S. backline keeps its form, keeps its cool head, um, and Captain America, the real Captain America, Christian Pulisic, won a win. I like that. Um, I think it's a 1-1 draw that goes to penalties and the U.S. win. I think it's... Um, oh, let's go. I can't take that, man. It's yeah, Timmy. Not watch long, it's gonna be no, man. I mean, <laughs> I, the last two major tournaments Italy's won has won them on penalties, and after that, you almost don't feel happy. You more feel relief that you right that it's over. Survived it. I mean, it's. I, I almost don't think it's like good on a fan like to to the point of like not being enjoyable being more miserable than anything else but i digress um i think it's timmy way to start things off and then gakpo closes things in the second half it gets real stressful but they force uh penalty kicks and matt turner is a hero and it's on to Messi, which wow that would be they're beatable they're very beatable Yes, they on are. On the other side, in terms of the U.S. taking penalties, you, you have a lot of guys you trust at the spot, between Pulisic, between McKinney, and then Haji Wright, who hasn't had a good tournament, but has scored right. eight penalties this season in the Turkish League. Yeah, uh, You've got to like their chances from the penalty spot against anybody. You know better than I do, Mitch. Sarge is a penalty taker as well, right? I've seen him take yeah, a few. Yeah, he's, but... he's pretty good. Yeah, so. but some, it's him or Pookie at, at um, uh, where are they? Uh, Norwich. Uh, Norwich. Norwich, thank you. Um yeah, he's but he, you know, he's comfortable at the spot. He hasn't played a lot of big moments though. Like he wasn't involved in the penalties in the lead up to the Nation um Nations League. Um you know, it's always been politic from the spot in a one off situation. Yeah. And so we'll sort of see who can step in and, and, and step up, but you do have to like their chances with the guys they have on the roster. Before we talk about kind of some bets, um, predictions for the tournament, anything else, what do you guys think um, they go for with the starting 11? Um, Yeah, I think they keep it the same. I think uh, Cameron Vickers uh, proved to be the guy that should be back there, especially with that speed and Gakpo. Gakpo. Um, I wouldn't mind uh, Cameron Vickers just saying on him like glue and having uh, Tyler Adams kind of push back and be that uh, moonlight defender and just have Cameron Vickers follow Gakpo all over the way, all around the the pitch. I think it'll be a really fun matchup, but I think they keep it the same. I think uh, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to a striker, uh, depending how Sargent is, I haven't heard anything. I don't know if he's good to go. I would keep him. If not, it's probably going to be Baji. My choice would be Ferreira though. I, I like keeping it the same with 
Sargent up top or Ferreira. I, I want to see Ferreira with this team, but you're kind of running out of options the farther you go. Um, but I do want to see Haji come on late in case your prediction and Drew Moore's prediction comes true that it goes to penalties. So I want to save him fresh legs, maybe an extra time, even an extra time of extra time to, del- you know, to delay the game and, and, and just waste the clock. Um, plus he's a big target, right? And, and, you know, I could see them just putting him in there just for the physical aspect of having Haji right up top, especially, you know, you have Van Dyke, but outside of that, yeah. more speed than physical on that back line. Um, I don't know. I, I, I agree with Yaya on Cameron Carter Vickers keeping that back line spot. He's been awesome. Awesome. So and I, let, I let think it he gives you a, a smidge more speed, which mm-hmm. the Dutch, you should prefer speed to size. Um, Though, of course, I think you guys would be the first to tell me if you want speed, then Shaq Moore is your guy. But I think it's Cameron Carter-Vickers. And Haji right up front, though. I, too, at this point, would love Jesus Ferreira just for the free kicks he could give you. That's a real problem with this team. We need something different on the free kick. Jesus Ferreira, outstanding free kick taker. Like, a marvelous free kick taker. And more interchange... Get Wea switching inside. Get Pulisic switching inside and have him go out. Have him come back to get the ball as more of a 10. Do that Diego Rubio thing. What do we know? We've only been watching soccer all our life. We are only, <laughs> uh, you know, our um, our intellect test. I, I can't even say uh, what, what the actual name is for those. Uh, all tested out higher. That our Wonderlick tested out much higher than Greg Burhalter. That's public record. Look it up if you need to. But what do we know? What do we know? Uh, Jesus Ferreira, let us see Jesus. Let us have that come to Jesus moment. Triple G, please. Um, Give me that Christian Musaya in a Come on, come on. Everything lines up. Um, Everything lines up for the Breckenridge Brewery Fun Slinger, the ultimate collab between Breckenridge Brewery and Never Summer to their newest beer, the Fun Slinger Lager Light Crushable. Perfect after day on the slopes or here at the DMVR bar or at your home as a sicko watching sports for two days straight the entire weekend. Um, Never Summer Snowboarding is based right here in Colorado, just like Breckenridge Brewery, just like DMVR. So you can go, you cannot go wrong with the beer or the boards made with 100% renewable energy. Check out their beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a fun slinger near you. Um, boys, we went, we, we came in hot because, uh, the U.S. is, let me find it right here, plus 340 on the three-way money line. So that would be the two score predictions you guys predicted in 90 minutes. That's plus 340. When, if you, if you want to do what I'm saying, simply to advance, plus 175, the U.S. And that tells you the book knows what I know. The Dutch are chokers at penalties and i say that with the utmost love before yaya came on off air mitch i was telling you how to me the dutch are the colorado of europe i've always seen them like that (laughs) then we legalized weed to be like them i mean come on ever since i was watching them as kids as a kid a stadium full of orange i was like holy shit this is mile high stadium the dutch have just put on wooden shoes and taken our shtick um 
And now we are about to take their pride and glory and national sport. Fuck you, Holland, but we love you. Okay, I'm calming down. Yeah. Sorry, okay. I shouldn't have done you that. Can really, you can really okay. tell who's the European in this group right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, I think you hammer that plus 340. There is a rumor going around. And I don't know if oh, this is breaking news. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Mitch. The flu, the flu has entered in a big way into the Netherlands camp. And they are all very sick with twenty less than 24 hours before kickoff. Gross. Give me that plus 340. I'm going to hammer it so hard. It's not like they're heavy favorites. They're basically even money at minus 105. It's not like they think that highly of the Netherlands. It seems like they just think sort of less of a knockout stage America. I'm hammering that plus 340. Hammering. I'm with Mitch, man. Uh, the Netherlands doesn't have that dog with them. They don't got that Michael Jordan flu game on the, with them. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> so like they don't they don't got it like that. They don't they're not dogs. They don't got a Tyler a Tyler Adams in their squad. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think they got what it takes to, to uh, beat the U.S. Honestly, I'll hammer that with Midge. Wow, you guys are truly great Americans, and they don't usually the Dutch will have some intimidating guys. Not so much this year. I mean, Van Dyke might be intimidating to some, but um. And he's not been in form as right. much. No, he so, hasn't. He hasn't. So it's there's true. a reason that Liverpool is not top of the table, and part of it's because of him as well. He hasn't been to the to the level that he's proven that he can be before. Again, he can turn it on at any time if he wants to, but I don't think he can honestly because I don't think he has that dog in him. Otherwise, moving away from the U.S. has been a really interesting t- um, tournament. It's been a tournament where it's felt like the rest of the world, the have-nots, if you will, of world football are starting to close that gap ferociously, um, evidenced most of all probably from Japan, upsetting both Germany and Spain. Though Spain with maybe a little assist from the VAR, nonetheless would have still that eliminated Germany. If goal, if assists that start from out of bounds count, it is a goal. It's a uh, it's not the bottom <laughs> of the ball out of bounds. It's the whole ball out of bounds. <laughs> so we've had it all. We've had upsets. We've had referee controversies. It's a proper World Cup. Um, Morocco finishing top of their group. I think another great sign of how the rest of the world is closing that gap. Um, we we saw a great performance from South Korea upsetting uh, Portugal today. It's just been really fun, man. I, I don't think anyone expected Australia. Of all the Australia teams we've seen the last 20 years, this was one of the least like exciting ones, and yet they're going through, and we all know we'll, we'll put up a fight. Um, it's been fun, man. We've seen some big upsets. We've seen we've seen a lot of parody. No team has won all three games. You were telling me, Mitch, before we and started on air a today. Yep, the right. game has just started as we're recording. Started right. just a couple minutes ago, but um, yeah, everybody has has no one is is nine points out of the group. And I mean, yeah, yeah. If I look at the odds to to make the final, to reach the final, or to win it all, Brazil's odds tightening even more as the favorite. And yet they're out Neymar and one of their top defenders in uh, Alexandra right now. Well, the biggest thing is Neymar has not performed as well as he should in this World Cup. Uh, a lot of this, a lot of these uh, scoring opportunities and chance creation has come from other players. You're looking at Rich Harlson has had a great World Cup so far. One of the goals of the tournament, yeah. Vin- Vinicius has 
completely dominated as well. Yep. I think they're looking at Neymar as the cherry on top at this point because mm. the squad is so deep and has so many players. You look at their bench, and I feel like five or six of those players would start for any CONCACAF team. I feel like Brazil's bench is, a at the very least, a semifinalist team in this tournament. Exactly. And just Brazil's so deep that Neymar's just like the cherry on top because they have so many other pieces that they can throw in there that just fit so well. And they have that chemistry with them because they know each other so well. A lot of these guys grew up playing together for such a long mm-hmm. time that that whole old adage with Ronaldinho and Ronaldo that yoga bonito, pass it back and forth, do the fancy stuff. I feel like this squad recaptured that, that past Brazilian squads haven't been able to. Are they by far the most impro- uh, impressive team to you uh, so far this tourney, Mitch? Yeah. Yeah, they are. And and if they go nine points, then for sure. Yeah, um, right. You know, I, I was on the Spain train for a second there. Yep, uh, yep, same. And then losing to Japan, it's kind of like, I'm not out on Spain. I still think they're a pretty good bet. Um, I think they are – oh, man, I just went away from this. But they're still a pretty good bet to win, and I don't think it's that bad. Plus 650. A... They are fourth yeah. behind Brazil, Argentina, and France in the right. uh, team futures on DraftKings. Right. Yeah. So there's this long, long-standing long World Cup betting strategy, right? If it's in Europe, a European team is going to win. Yep. If it's not in Europe, a South American team is going to win. Yeah. We don't know what a Middle Eastern World Cup is going to produce. We don't know. Maybe it's For sure. Maybe. Maybe you throw money on Japan at plus sixty five hundred for just a miracle run, mm. or, or, I mean, probably not, right? I mean, that seems crazy, but it just feels like something weird can happen in this tournament. Like this is something. This is just so unprecedented. Winter Hurrah. compressed World Cup schedule. Yeah, uh, the fans can't party super hard in the stadiums. Um, the teams are undeniably not partying on their off nights. Um, it's who knows? Throw some, just throw some darts at the board, honestly. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting now to get in the knockout if now the quote-unquote cream of the crop starts to rise to the top or we keep seeing this parody and we do have maybe a wackier semifinal where it's like one of the big faves but then like three kind of surprise teams. Like, you know. Um, Give me a Portugal-Argentina final, man. Ronaldo and Messi going for uh, uh, for all the marbles. Last run at this. They're both in separate brackets as possible. So, oh, Could you imagine? Argentina has a nice little run to the final right now. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. way easier than anybody else, I think. Uh-huh. Argentina well, seems set Brazil. up for success. They have to be Brazil. Yes, they would have Me to too. be Brazil in the semis. And Brazil also, the side the U.S. is on of the bracket – it's the big dogs are Netherlands, Argentina, and presumably Brazil if they end first in their group. But then it's South Korea, Japan, Croatia, Australia. I mean, so it's it's very wide open. The other side of the bracket promises to have an England-France quarterfinal. Yikes. Nope. That's a lie. No. <laughs> Senegal's taking him out. Senegal's Let's go. I'm Senegal's all in on Senegal. I'm all in on Senegal. And then potentially a Spain-Portugal quarterfinal. I really like the Senegal bet. Even the draw to go to extra time oh is plus two ninety five. It's three to one. You think oh Mendy and goal is scared of any of these English guys? He shuts them down all the time. He sees them all the time in the Premier League. 
And as we know, like, it's never going home. It's it, never going to go home. It's never even going home. And I think this one lines up perfectly, even without Sadio <sighs> Mane. Oh, plus six. Guys, what are you doing to me? Come on. You know I'm going to fall right into fading England. Of course I'm going to do that. Come on. What are you doing? What are you doing to me? Um, By the way, stage of an elimination, a team future that DraftKings offer. England to be eliminated in the round of 16 plus 250. Um, And Senegal to be eliminated in the quarters plus 350. The U.S., to be eliminated in the quarters is plus 350 in the semis plus 1200 um runner up to lose I in the final plus 4000 i think that's all for you imagine i i said at the beginning before before we even did the four world cup stuff us is the most art, like the biggest variable at this world cup they can either not qualify at a group or they can make a run all the way to the semis and it wouldn't blow my mind and I think this bracket is setting up for them to actually make that run. They got a weak Netherlands team. They got a very beatable Argentina squad. And I just, it feels like it's there for them to take. Could the semis be Brazil, US, and then on the other side, France, Spain? That'd Brazil, be- US, France. Oh, 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 my God. Sign me up. What's going on? You guys got me up. so juiced. I'm ready for tomorrow. Yeah. Should we, we talk about what's going on here tomorrow? Please, Mitch, start us off. Well, number one, if you've enjoyed our coverage, watch along with us. Yeah. Presented yep. by DraftKings. Yep. We will be watching the whole game. You might get some bonus time if, if Andre and Drew Moore's predictions come true. You can comment. We'll be we'll be chatting with everybody in the chat, watching the game. We have the bar reaction cam in the corner. Very cool. The watch party at the bar has been immaculate. You've seen it all over TikTok. U.S. soccer, you've seen it from the MLS. You've seen yeah. the scenes here, absolute scenes. Yeah. Um, and, and this one promises to be that with a Saturday morning start time. Um, get down here early. Doors are at 7, which means 6.30 you should be in line at the latest if you're yeah. on a table with your whole party. Um, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's simply going to be amazing. It's going to be magical. We will all be together, which makes it that much more magical and amazing. I am jacked up, man. I cannot wait. Feels like uh, feels like soccer is really here, boys. Feels like if, soccer uh, really here. It's we are DNVRFC. Yeah, we yeah. are DNVRFC. We will have um, Diego Rubio, Rapids MVP, in the building tomorrow as well. Incredible. So, is, is that confirmed? Because Diego was getting called up by Chile recently. He's I, back home. He's back. Beautiful. We confirmed. He we have inside information. All right. Our Rapids insiders, he indeed is coming home, unlike any hardware to England. Let's go. The Real, real quick. The real the- Lions of Senegal got this. Yes, go ahead, Yaya. What? Morocco, Spain. I love Spain. Morocco is sneaky good. Like, sneaky good. No, they're good. They're good. What would it be for them to go to, uh, for Spain to advance? Oh, it's only minus 600. I thought they're, I think they're going to go to penalties, Morocco and Spain. You do, huh? I really do. I think Spain is really good. This is where me and Yaya finally disagree. I love Spain. I'm a big, I'm a Barca guy. That's the Barca squad with some, with some uh, Real Madrid players sprinkled in there. 
Morocco, I'm really, really high on Morocco. I think Morocco's the dark horse of this World Cup. They've just been... Okay, Spain to win in penalty on penalties. You go to popular method of victory. That's plus nine fifty. Yeah, yeah. I would take Morocco. That. Currently, has better odds to win the cup than the United States by a thousand points. They what? are plus eight thousand to win. The U.S. is at plus nine thousand to win. They're on the much harder bracket side. Again, Morocco. Rackings believe. No, Morocco's believe. good. Morocco on the right side can hit you with Ziyech. On the left side, it can hit you with Hakimi. That alone makes you like... There's literally like three countries in the world that can match up with with with, yeah. with that. Um, give, me Morocco, give me Spain to win in penalties at plus 950. Plus 950. I think, I think it goes that far. I gave out Korea draw no bet today. Um, plus 220. That hit Take the that, account. Luis Suarez. Oh, take that, Luis Suarez. Um... Look, there's a lot of shade that we threw, but it's all love from us to you. Come to the bar. Tune into the watch along. Let the fever hit you, baby. Let the fever believe. Just believe. We will be back. This is the Denver Sports Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great Friday.